Oh, Captain, my captain, Nico Heizer is back. And also, Siegenthaler makes his debut with the New Jersey Devils in this matchup. And also, what were Severson and McLeod doing in those fighting instances? We have a lot to discuss in this episode as the New Jersey Devils were shut out, unfortunately. But why am I not so down on this loss? Well, buckle up because it's going to be an interesting episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it is currently 1.07 a.m. Eastern Time, April the 14th, 2021. Another late night session for good old Trey Matthews because guess what? As soon as the game ended, I had some work to take care of. So I am here now to give you guys the latest updates on the New Jersey Devils and what went wrong for them in their matchup for the New York Islanders and also some stuff that I'd like to see uh, from them going forward. And also there are some positive takeaways that I do want to acknowledge. So you guys know I'll give credit when credit is due. But anyway, that's going to be the rundown for this episode. So anyway, if you missed the last episode, I basically gave you guys a rundown of the latest moves that the New Jersey Devils made, one of which included Sammy Votnin being claimed off of waivers by the Dallas Stars, and then obviously Dmitry Kulikov being moved to the Edmonton Oilers, which I'm you know, quite okay with that because I didn't think we were going to get anything for him. And then obviously, I guess the quote unquote biggest trade that happened that day was when we traded for Jonas Siegenthaler. So give that a listen if you hadn't done so already. So anyway, the New Jersey Devils got shut out by a score of three to nothing to the New York Rangers. And it is a great start to the Hudson River rivalry, isn't it? Because we have to play them three more times in a matter of the next few days. So like I told you guys, this is sort of like a mini playoff series and it's the closest thing to a playoff series we're going to get because we're pretty much out of the playoff picture and also we have to do this one more time against the Philadelphia Flyers so I kind of like this quite honestly because uh it's the New Jersey Devils going up against the New York Rangers and then obviously the Philadelphia Flyers and those are in my opinion our two biggest rivals in the East Division well you know quote unquote rivals because we suck right now but anyway I love the series and obviously hopefully it's not sort of like a dry series because if I'm being completely honest with you guys this game was you know kind of boring it had its moments but Uh, Nothing really eventful took place. Maybe that's just because the New Jersey Devils got shut out. But overall, I didn't really like what I saw. And obviously, our team is like so thin with all the moves and acquisitions that we recently made. But anyway, that's going to be discussed later in the episode. Let's take care of business and let's look at the East Division. So uh, sitting at top of the East Division are the Capitals at 28-11-4 with 60 points. Then are the Islanders at 27-11-4 with 58 points. The Penguins 27, 13, and 2 with 56 points. The Bruins are 22, 12, and 6 with 50 points. The Rangers are 20, 16, and 6 
Knicks with 46 points. The Flyers dropped another one, like a high-scoring game, losing 6-1 to one to the Washington Capitals. What is going on in Philadelphia right now? Before uh, we play them, we have to do a crossover with Rachel and Danielle of Locked On Flyers to get a more in-depth answer because it is ugly right now in Philadelphia. They are dropping, like, high-scoring games like flies right now. Like, it's coming at ease. Like, I, I expected the Flyers to be better than what they are this season, and I projected them to make the playoffs, but that is completely out the window right now. Uh, you know, they're still within striking distance, don't get me wrong, but not looking very good in their instance, especially since the Rangers are going up against a depleted, I say depleted because, you know, we're missing a lot of guys uh, in, in terms of just who we would normally have on our roster. Obviously, you know, this isn't going to be our official roster next year. We're going to make some moves and we're going to see what happens. But uh, anyway, back to what I was saying, the Flyers just absolutely ugly this season. I, I don't know what else to think. If they make the playoffs, then I've lost all hope for humanity. So the Flyers are 19, 17, and 6 with 44 points. And then here comes us at 14, 21, and 6 with 34 points. And right below us are the Sabres, 10, 25, 7, and having 27 points of the year. So, obviously, the New Jersey Devils, we have fallen completely back, and the Sabres are creeping in. So, it's so funny. Just a couple weeks ago, I was saying that the New Jersey Devils were within striking distance of the Rangers and the Flyers, and I would have loved to see them move up. But since uh, both respective teams, while well, you know, the Flyers are staying above float, and the Rangers are just pulling away, I don't think we're moving up anytime soon. I think we are uh, second last officially for the entire rest of the year unless we uh, completely crap the bed and the Sabres pass us because, like I just said, they are within striking distance. But anyway, that's an episode for another time. Let's talk more about the Rangers and the Devils. So, obviously, I told you guys this is the Hudson River rivalry. A lot of rich history, and I love it when we go against the Rangers, even though they uh, have beaten us more times than not this season. And what, one of the things I like is that, uh, especially within the first few minutes, we saw uh, plenty of intensity, plenty of hits, plenty of bad blood and a couple of just you know going at each other kind of thing and I love that mentality and I love that in any rivalry so like I told you guys uh this game was just pretty dry for the New Jersey Devils but you know like I said you it had its moments and we'll talk more about it in a second but uh just overall the for the game itself just you know I love the intensity and I love that the New Jersey Devils aren't giving up I guess essentially because like I said a few moments ago they are down many men just because you know we we've lost Zajac we've lost uh, Paul Mary so you know we've lost our offense right there and I think that's another reason why you know we keep on losing and it's just so frustrating that you know when our defense is you know somewhat decent our offense is nowhere to be seen yet when our offense is somewhat decent and scores a lot of goals or, you know, goes above and beyond the call of duty, our defense is never there. So, you know, I get the East Division is a tough uh, division, but at the same time, I, I just expect better from the New Jersey Devils in that regards because we need to start cracking up some wins just to, you know, save face at this point because I don't want to go the rest of the season losing, and I certainly don't want to drop the next three games to the New York Rangers. I really don't. But anyway, you know that won't let you down, rockauto.com, but First, I need to explain the story of why you need to go to rockauto.com, and it involves chain 
stores. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so before we continue, I said this in the cold open, and don't worry, I didn't forget about this. I just wanted to talk more about it in segment two when I'm talking more about the game itself because, as you guys know, usually in the beginning of these types of episodes, I talk more about the standings and where the New Jersey Devils are at currently. So now we're in segment two and we're talking more about the game. Let's talk about pregame. So let's talk about our captain making his triumphant return after missing so many games because... It was just nice to see Nico Heizer back on the ice and playing, what, like 20 or so minutes. So, uh, obviously, he had to wear a full cage around his uh, face because his face still hasn't fully healed. And I think that's just as a precautionary reason. And, uh, obviously, he actually did uh, use something like that in the World Cup. And he actually did really well with it. So, uh, just just overall seeing Nico Heizer back on the ice and also me just giving you guys that information as to when he was going to return and uh, I told you guys we would see him again. It might have taken a while and it might have taken a minute because like I told you guys where we're at right now, we're in no rush to get him back. We just need him fully healthy and fully ready to go. So the last time that Nico Heizer played in a game was February 27th against the Washington Capitals and he was able to score a goal that game. And then, actually, here's another interesting fact. So, before the Buffalo Sabres went on their 18-game losing streak, uh, the last team that they beat prior to that was the New Jersey Devils, and it was on February 25th, and he suited up for that game as well. So, you know, I just wanted to give you guys that interesting fact of how frustrating the New Jersey Devils can be at times. So, anyway, Nico Heizer and our captain, you know, just back. We need that leadership. We need that backbone. So, nice to see uh, Heizer back on the ice and just trying to contribute. Didn't do anything this game, obviously. And, you know, us being shut out kind of proves it. But I, I, I've said this so many times in recent episodes, which is if you give Nico Heizer just more game opportunities and if he stops getting injured, well, you know, I guess in that case uh, it was P.K. Subban fault but if he just stops getting injured his production could go up so much and we can just go into the next step so that's my hope for next season is that Nico Heizer stays off the injury list so that way his production can be the same as it was his rookie year so that's my uh wish going into the offseason I'll do an episode 
episode about like wishes I want to see from the New Jersey Devils. That's one of them. Just, you know, Nico Heger staying off the injury list. But anyway, getting off topic a little bit. So, uh, obviously, we need something to ignite this uh, upcoming series because we still have to play three more games against our dreaded rivals. And Severson answered the call. So, just 90 seconds into the game, like literally 90 seconds into the game, Severson dropped the gloves with uh, Chris Kreider. So, uh, Severson had the better of the uh, fight because he was spinning Kreider around like he was in the washing machine and Kreider had no answer and it was in front of the benches so everyone's just like banging their sticks against the benches so it was really uh, fun to see and Kreider actually ended up going onto the ice and Severson ended up winning coming out victorious and he screamed at his bench and you know obviously that sets the tone for just what we're about to do these next few games against the New York Rangers. You need that energy. You just need that player to get under the opponent's skin. And uh, Severson, who's rocking the alternate captain role for the New Jersey Devils now, just uh, him getting into it with uh, Chris Kreider was really fun to watch. And uh, not the best fight I've ever seen, but, you know, still sets the tempo. And maybe he just needed to get warmed up because, like I said, just 90 seconds into the matchup and he's already dropping the gloves and going at Kreider, who's uh, one of the alternate captains for the New York Rangers. So that was just uh, fun to see, and I, and I like that. So uh, also, you know, we need to talk about uh, another fight that happened and it involved uh, Mikey McLeod. So it carried over into the second period because Rangers uh, Brandon Smith had a late shove on Merkley and we all know how McLeod and Merkley are like, you know, they're, they're really close. Like they're, they're, they're good friends and you know, the New Jersey Devils know about it. They posted on their social media before. So immediately after uh, McLeod jumped in and around an obstructive linesman and he uh, scrapped with Smith. Like, he was fighting Smith. And uh, the the New Jersey Devils posted on their social media. And just like Severson, Mikey actually got the better of Smith in this case. And he was actually, at the very last second before the referees were able to just pull them away, he got Smith on his back and Mikey was on top. So, you know, that I, I think that's a clear indicator that McLeod won the battle in this certain instance. So... You know, two fights and two wins to the New Jersey Devils, in my fair opinion. You know, obviously this is subjective, but overall I really like the fights and uh, you know, it was entertaining to watch, especially since it's our rivals, it's good marketing, and overall, it gets us something to be excited for, even though we're not really going to do anything, because, you know, let's face it, the Rangers are fighting tooth and nail for that final, uh, playoff spot, and we're nowhere close to that, we're farther than, you know, uh, like, you know, Maine to Mexico in that kind of instance, you know, I'm just giving you guys a reference of how far away we are from the, pl- from the playoffs, so, like, we're located in Maine, and uh, the, uh, the playoffs are in Oregon. That's how far away we are from. But at the same time, you know, you can still put up a fight. And, you know, I, I, I like that. So I like the effort from Severson and McLeod just to get into it. Like I said, that's one of the things that I liked about this game and how eventful it was in terms of this. Because like I told you guys, it was frustrating to see that the New Jersey Devils couldn't get any offense going. It was boring to see that, it, you know, they what got like 27 shots on goal and they can, couldn't convert one goal. And it was you know, just, you know, getting tiring and dragging on. But, you know, it's some of those things. It's the little things. It's the fights. And, you know, I like that Severson and McLeod went at uh, Smith and Kreider. That was great to see. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the defense for the New Jersey Devils because they did something quite interesting, and I'm actually reading about it on NHL.com. So, according to their website, the Devils suited up four left-handed defensemen and two right-handed defensemen in the game. 
Although it's not ideal to have a blue liner playing on his weak side, New Jersey had, you know, very little option. Like I told you guys earlier in the show, New Jersey's roster is very thin in terms of all around what they can put out on the rink because, you know, we, we've lost, uh, you know, two big pieces to our rotation and also with just the amount of just movement amongst our organization and also, you know, just trying to get these new additions in. It can be really confusing at times. So, Will Butcher served as the swingman on the right side. So, the alignment may have led to the game's opening goal because Butcher found himself in normal position at left defensive side as Ryan Murray drifted to the right side with the puck in the Rangers zone. So, as the Rangers broke out, Murray uh, pursued the puck toward the left side, vacating his right position, and that left an entire open lane for Zibanejad, who would score on a breakaway. So speaking of breakaway, it's unfortunate that it came just seconds after Blackwood stopped uh, Panoran on the breakaway. So Blackwood made another spectacular save on Zibanejad on a two-on-one seven minutes into the third period to keep it a one-nothing game. So, you know, overall, I'm tired of the miscommunication. But, you know, like I told you guys a few episodes ago, that's going to happen, especially with a young team. And I'm so surprised that uh, Ryan Murray is still on this roster. Uh, Lindy Ruff said that they're just not giving up at, at anyone just to give up anyone, which is, you know, raises some questions, and we'll discuss it in a future episode. But overall, you know, it, it is frustrating when, like, our defense has that kind of slip up. But like I told you guys in my Sabres recap, that's going to happen when you have a young team like the New Jersey Devils, and stuff like that is going to happen. So whether Murray and Butcher had, you know, a bit of a miscommunication, it could have completely just avoided that first goal of the game and New Jersey would just have a better shot. So obviously, the third goal came on an empty netter. So realistically, if you want to look at it, the New Jersey Devils just lost 2 to nothing, and they did everything they could do, but unfortunately, they just had no answer for the Rangers. And, you know, I want to talk about Igor, and no, not Sharon Govich. We need to talk about Shasurskin because he stopped all 26 shots uh, for his first shutout of the season and also his first shutout of his career. So, of course, it happens against the New Jersey Devils, but... You know, uh, we, we don't need to talk about that. So it's frustrating that Mackenzie Blackwood did all that he could do in this game. But unfortunately, you know, with his defensive mishaps of Murray and Butcher, it kind of let him down in that instance. And, you know, he did his part. And unfortunately, the offense just wasn't clicking for the New Jersey Devils. But I bet they will do better next game. In fact, how do I know they will do better? Because I am going to go to betonline.ag to place my bet because this series is getting intense. So obviously with college football over, with the NFL over, with college basketball March Madness over, and the NHL and the NBA season uh, still going on, and also MLB starting to get their season underway, we have some big matchups on tabs to just keep score with and overall just get excited for for betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you 
you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this, that, or third. Also visit at BetOnline underscore AG, and they also have you covered as well. So BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Get with it and get in the action, everybody. So I know games like this one are, you know, really tough to just watch and overall just try to get excited for, despite the couple of fights we saw from Severson and McLeod. But overall, you, you just like the fight and you like the determination. But, you know, I, I know it's it, you, you're not big on moral victories. You actually want to see an actual victory, especially since our defense was, you know, for the most part, I'd say solid, even though we had a few mishaps, like I mentioned, between that Butcher and that Murray situation. And I think that's just uh, them just trying to get more used to one another. And overall, uh, if Murray had been more aware of where Butcher was at the time, I'm sure uh, Murray would have moved in that particular instance. And obviously that would have negated the first goal of the game. But, you know, we can't change the pass. And like I told you guys in the Sabres post game, stuff like that is going to happen. So overall, you know, I, 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 I know it's frustrating, but you know, it's going to happen. That That's all I have to say, and I know I'm repeating myself. But anyway, let's compare stats in this final segment, and then I will give you guys my final letter grade of this particular matchup. So, shots on goal differential, 27-20 to 20 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. So, it's frustrating that we had more shots on goal, and we were able to keep the Rangers in check with 20 shots on goal, yet they were able to score two uh, goals and get an empty netter. So, that's always frustrating. Face-off percentage, uh, 60 to 41% in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, we actually did not give the Rangers a power play opportunity, so we were never in the penalty kill. So, you know, it, it, for a team like the New Jersey Devils, stay out of the penalty kill. Like, if you're, if you're going to go into the penalty kill, don't. And uh, we had two power play opportunities, but unfortunately, we came up empty. Obviously, we got shut out. And then uh, hits, 19-16 to 16 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Blocks 15 to 8 in favor of the Rangers and giveaways 8 to 6, in which the Devils led in that category. So, overall, my final assessment of the game is that yes, the New Jersey Devils got shut out. Blackwood, you know, played solidly. Uh, our defense had a few mishaps, and offensively, we just couldn't get anything going. You would think I would give them a low letter grade, however, I'm going to give them a C plus, and for this reason, because it seemed like they were always in the game. They just never got that, you know, striking, uh, I guess, mindset a little bit. They just never got that boost. And that's going to happen when we lose our two best or, you know, I guess used to be two of our best goal getters in Paul Mary and Zajac. You're going to see things like that. So our offense kind of ran out of options. And obviously with Sharon Govich, Quokinen, and also Q's, and also Zaka. Zaka has been on a tear the last few games as well, and I want to give him his credit. Uh, stuff like that is going to happen. You're going to have like pains like that where neither uh, of them are able to just generate any sort of offense. And you know, case in point, right in this game, just couldn't just couldn't get anything going. But one player I do want to talk about is Miles Wood because Miles Wood was actually using his speed and wrecking havoc on just trying to create opportunities for the New Jersey Devils. And actually, Miles Wood is our leading uh, goals uh, for this season for the New Jersey Devils. So. You know, there, there's that. So 
overall, you know, I, I, I need to give this a C plus because I love the determination. I love the effort and I love the fight mindset from the New Jersey Devils because they understand this is a rivalry week and, you know, and stuff like this is important and it's good for marketing and it makes you look pretty for the camera when you're getting into a fight. So Severson and McLeod, in my honest opinion, won both of their respective fights. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's my overall assessment. That's my overall opinion on the game. So, you know, it was it our best game. No, but it was far, far, far from our worst. And I just wish that, you know, we, we, we could have just, you know, uh, just won it. But obviously, uh, just given the circumstances of where we're at right now, uh, obviously we had to incorporate Siegenthaler into our rotation. And, you know, he said he was getting used to it. So we'll see what happens. And Lindy Ruff has, has his high horse for uh, Jonas Siegenthaler. So, that's something that we're definitely going to look at in a future episode because I think Lindy Ruff is blowing that completely out of proportion, which is why, you know, I guess he convinced the front office to trade a uh, pick in this year's draft for Siegenthaler. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's my final assessment, and uh, we'll just have to see what they do in the next game against uh, the New York Rangers. So that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.